Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the HFFL pod week 11. Um, last week, uh, crazy week. Uh, I have been traveling, so we're getting this one out late. I apologize for that, but hey, you know what? There's some weekend contents when you're sitting on your couch, cracking your first beer if you're Corey at eight, if you're everyone else around noon. Maybe you have something to listen to while you do it. Um, so just real quick, fantasy pool pick them. We have Ryan in first at 42. We got Jeff uh, second at 41, Corey at 40, and then me. I suck at this stuff. I actually, I'm probably like one of three people who have picked every week. There's a couple of goose eggs up there on people who are still beating me. Um, me and Walter both at 37, Jimmy 36, and it looks like Corey or uh, Kellen may have just given up on it at 34, and then everybody else is just done doing the pickums. Um, that being said, I lost again last week, so I think I'm down two units of Corey. Uh, you know, I just got to find myself a good, a good parlay to hit. But I don't know. I just I I go into this stuff without a plan. But I do have somebody who hasn't who has an Iser plan on the pod this week, and that is Matt Orico. It is Orico or is it Orico? Orico. Yeah. You Orico. Got it right okay. Time. Good. Matt, Matt Orico and the Iser plan on this week. Uh, how you doing, bud? Good, good. Happy to be here. You know, I, it's been a little while since I've done one of these pods and uh, I feel like the timing's right. I feel like we have some good content for tonight. So exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you, you've created the content, you big splash trade. We're going to get into well, in our first segment about the action, but I was going I mean, through our, our plan here, Rich, you know, and I was like, we don't even have a trade to talk about. So I got to try to do something about it. <laughs> Before we get into that, which I think uh, maybe drove this a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the standings. Yeah. So we have four teams right now at seven and three. Um, highest scoring teams other than Ryan uh, are the top three in the league. Um, I mean, minus yourself and, and Kellen. Uh, so Jimmy's at one. Walt is at two. Corey is at three. And then Ryan at seven and three. Um, that's a group that I think we can all say are probably going to make the playoffs. I think eight gets you in, uh, you know, so if Ryan loses out, I think he might miss it with his with his potential or his points for being so low. Um, but he's he's looking he's trending upward right now. Uh, then we have a group another group of four. So top eight um, are are six wins or better. We have Kellen at six and four, Julian at six and four, uh, Corey Hagerman at six and four as well, and then the dump truck, Mister Dave, also at six and four. Um, so what are your thoughts on those top eight? Uh, you know, are you thinking maybe one team's coming on a little stronger or is it status quo? The current top six are probably going to be the top six into the season. You know, it's, it's interesting. I think Kellen's got a great squad and he's lost some close games. Like he, I think he put up 200 points when he played Walt and Walt dropped like 250 on him or something like that, which is yeah. like, anytime you can get to 200 points, I feel like your team really put up a good, good effort. Um, so, I mean, with Kellen's points for, I think things could shake up the standings, really anybody. And like Ryan's points for, he's got to keep winning. I think he will make the playoffs, but what's, what's he right. Um, yeah. and then in, in of the six and four teams, I mean, Julian's got a really good team still. Um, and I think he can jump into that top group, uh, with yeah. a couple wins here. So, I think it'll be interesting, but at this at the same time, when you take a look at the standings where we're at in the year, um, there's it feels like there's a separation of teams that are going to the playoffs and teams that are not. Yeah, yeah, because because then right after that, there's a there's a two two win jump uh, drop. Correct. Uh, 
You have Brendan, Jeff, and Scott all at four and six. Yourself at three and seven, Mike at two and eight, and I'm at one and nine. Um, I think four and sixes are all but done. Um, and and I would say one of them could maybe win out and get in, but their their yeah. points four are all sitting around one sixty eight to exactly. one sixty one. Um, if you were in that six and four group, I could definitely see you making it with your points four and qualifying. But unfortunately, <laughs> took an L, dropped the three and seven. Uh, tough week. Um, but uh, you definitely got a strong squad. So of those six and four teams, though, um, if we just take a look at let's say the first person's, um, let's say well, who's first at six and four, Kellen, right? So Kellen and the Irish Tigers. The rest of their schedule looks like this. So Kellen gets Dave. I think you know we'll get into the pick'em later. Uh, and then Kellen has a tough matchup with Corey in week twelve, and then he will play Ryan into the year. Right. And uh, I think, you know, Ryan needs at least one uh, yeah. to, to stay in. And that's going to be an interesting matchup with, you know, back to back weeks, week 12, week 13. There are going to be, you know, top tier teams that that count will have to play. And then we reseed and um, we'll play in week 14. And if Kellen's still sitting right around that cut line, he'll have another tough week for himself that week. Yeah, it's um, going to be with Kellen's team. He's he's definitely got to perform. He's his all of his fluky. I guess losses he's used up. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And and then you look at the next one, you look at Julian's team. He has me win. He has Jeff. I think that should probably be an easy win for him. And then he also has day, which I think he should be able to get that W there um, with, with the strength of his team. So maybe Julian has a little bit of an easier route into the playoffs than Kellen does, or at least for seating, seating sake. Mm-hmm. Um, but, then, but then you have the, you know, likes of Hagerman and Dave, right? So let's take a look at, Running backs matter and Corey Hagerman. He has Jeff this week, then Dave, uh, and then he has Corey. So, I mean, there's two matchups there with possible playoff teams. So he definitely needs to get this win against Jeff uh, going into, uh, you know, two possible playoff teams. And then Dave's schedule is Kellen, Corey, Julian, all teams that he's competing with yeah. to get into the playoffs. So it's it, it, it could really get wild here. Uh, you know, you can re- truly control your own destiny. It's not like you're not – it's not like you're playing teams – that have no no shot at the playoffs. You're playing teams that are right in the thick of it and can really make a difference. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's going to be really interesting to see when, you know, all these playoff teams really start to face off against each other uh, towards the end of the year. And and just to see, I mean, one a, a good team is not going to make the playoffs. We'll put it that way. Yeah, you got to be really good. Yeah, yeah I yeah. agree with that. So, okay, it'll so be, that's, go ahead. Stretch. It'll be a fun stretch. Looking forward to watching from the sidelines yeah same same exactly uh yeah it's just so it's so competitive right now with the top eight being all six and four um all right that's the standings so today we're going to get into the action with a big big amount of action that just happened we will get into the week 10 recap three yards and a cloud we'll get into some league announcements we'll talk uh picks we'll talk bye weeks we'll then get into the week 11 matchups big matchups uh we're, we're again we're already seeing these uh, top tier teams, two, six, and four. We have two, seven, and three going at each other this week. Uh, and then we'll have our final thought. So trades, let's get into the big one. The big one that just happened, that just hit the presses. You give up Justin Herbert and a Jeff 2024 second, but you get Smoke and Joe Burrow and a 2025 first from Jimmy. It's Jimmy's first. So tell us how this went down and, and tell me, tell us what you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. So 
obviously we all saw what happened last night with with Joe Burrow going down. And uh, for- it's a ligament tear in his wrist, from what I've heard, and it's going to be season ending season ending season ending surgery. Should come back full strength next year. Yeah, uh, I think something like that. It's not like a you know, it's in his hand, and obviously there's going to be some surgery there, but I don't think it should really impact his performance uh, next year. I think with the amount of time off he'll have between now and the, even just the start of next year, mm-hmm. I'm really not too worried, especially after watching him bounce back from like a torn ACL. Yeah, you know, and coming back and almost you know, what do you throw for four thousand yards? Yet the year after that, so like. Yeah. He can back and he's a, <clears throat> a driven person, I would say. Um, but <clears throat> really when you t- like, I feel like I have a good team, just a level set. Um, I feel like I've had a lot of tough breaks where I've lost by single digits this year. You know, I think yeah. if you up the margin of loss, it's probably like, 25 to 30 points in a lot of my games combined yeah Um, just just to look just to speak to that point week two you lost to scott by three um and then you lost by six to julian and you lost by one to jeff two weeks ago and then six last week so i mean it's you know right there is like maybe in the teens uh between four or five losses had a couple guys like who would get an injury like Kayvon Thibodeau goes out and gets a hit to the head last week, puts up a goose egg. Um, and you know, he's been getting 10 points a week mm-hmm. for me. So like right there could have overcome that six point deficit. You know what I'm saying? And that absolutely been, that could have put me at like four and six instead of in the three and seven. And then maybe I'm thinking a little differently, but mm-hmm. like at three and seven, I have to like, I don't even know if I win out if I make the playoffs. Like, it, and like, so I was like, you know what? Let's, yeah, there's an opportunity here. Corey needs a running, or Corey needs a quarterback. Yeah. He's making a run. He doesn't have a pick next year. I originally just sent Herbert for Burrow in the first, which he declined. We talked a little bit and I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give him the second. And I think I can take on Joe Burrow. And quite frankly, maybe help lower my potential points um, to get a better draft pick next year. Um, and I will get Joe Burrow next year and I get a first out of it. So, you know, I think it helps both of our teams um, where we need it. You know, Corey's making a run. He has to have a quarterback to do that. I don't mm-hmm. think he was going to get it done with Baker. And I'm in the position to say, look, I can wait a year for a quarterback. I don't need anybody this year. I'm not, I'm not making my run this year. So why don't we look towards the future? Yeah. Yeah. And and obviously you see Burrow as an upgrade from Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, I mean, little bit of uncertainty with uh Jamar Chase and T. Higgins coming up with contracts and stuff like that. I do feel like they will take care of it as mm-hmm. a team. Um, but I do think he has better weapons moving forward mm-hmm. than Herbert does. Yeah. Burrow a little bit older, two years older than Herbert. Um uh, but I think we've seen Burrow be more consistent than Herbert in their career so far. So I think right now, yes, Joe is is a premium uh, over Herbert, but I think these guys are, are are really close, and I think it really helps Corey taking advantage of this situation and and going on and getting somebody of who can be equivalent to Joe Burrow and have a similar ceiling. Um, Burrow, I think, has a has a has a higher floor than Herbert does. 
Um, so I like picking up a first anytime you can pick up a first and, you know, Jimmy's first always has the stigma of being late. Um, but you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, just like you, you have a pretty good team. You have a, a pretty stacked, uh, uh, running back and wide receiver room, just like Jimmy does. Uh, maybe not to Jimmy's extent, but very, very good and young. And look, at look, you're three and seven, right? And your pick is going to probably end up being the eighth overall, first one out of the playoffs. That could be Jimmy. You know what I mean? So that could be a mid-round, first-round pick in 2025. We don't know. So, I mean, I, I love having that ammunition and, and also having that ammunition, even if you don't make that pick in 25, you can use that pick and use that uh, draft right. capital to flip for something else. So I like the trade for both. I think it works really, really well. It's like a, a perfect fitting shoe for both teams in this situation. So uh, yeah, I like it. I agree. I think it's mutually beneficial and it helps, you know, Corey now it helps me down the road. Yeah. Uh, all right. So other trade I want to talk about uh, happened Thursday night, yesterday night. Um, Jimmy gives up Kareem Hunt uh, and Walt, gives up a 2024 Scott third, which is probably going to be a, a, a top four third round pick and a 2025 third from Dave. Uh, so no idea what that's going to be, but two thirds for Kareem Hunt. What do you think of that, that trade there? Um, I honestly, I didn't even, I didn't see that one. I know Kareem Hunt is having a good year. I, I would do it if I was Jimmy a hundred percent, he doesn't need Kareem in his lineup and he's picking up a couple extra. And I, I know Walt needs, he's going to have to make a push here um, and make a run. So he probably needs the, the running back depth. I'm checking, right. I mean, yeah, he does. He needed a running back depth behind Christian McCaffrey. I yeah. don't know if I would have given two thirds for Kareem hunt, to be honest, because I think Jerome Ford's a great player and, mm -hmm. and he's going to get the rock. There is always the chance that Kareem hunt scores, but Cream Hunt's Cream Hunt has six touchdowns in the last five games. That's the only thing he really has going for him because he's running the ball at three point two five yards per carry. So he's not really racking up yards. He's not really catching passes, but he's scoring touchdowns. So, so. he's got to score to be effective. Mm -hmm. And with the whole Deshaun Watson injury, I think teams are not going to have to respect the passing game as quite as much. Mm -hmm. And they know what Cleveland's going to do. So I think we're going to see a change to both Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt moving forward and their productivity. Um, You're expecting it to go down a little bit because teams are going to load the box. Right. I am. Yeah. I am. Like they're going to have Dorian Thompson. I, I can't even remember his last full last name. I Thompson know Robinson. Thompson Robinson. They're going to have him at the helm here. Yeah. And I, I thought PJ Walker did a good job. I'm shocked. He didn't got to get another go at it, but uh, well, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But honestly, I like it for, for Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Walt got something he needed, but uh, to give up an early third for, for Kareem Hunt at this point in his career, um, you know, this, but this is what happens, right? As you get closer to the trade deadline, as you get closer to teams feeling a little bit of the squeeze of injuries, a little bit of the squeeze of the pressure of other teams around them and, and having that need and want to make the playoffs, you can squeeze an extra third out of some of these picks, right? You can, you can maybe go up around, you know, on some of these trades. Um, this is where the value really maxim is maximized uh, for players, premium players or players that can make an impact to these teams that are in, in contention. Yeah. I was actually really counting on that uh, trade deadline approaching because 
I think everyone in the league knows I've been shopping Mark Andrews. I love Sam Laporta. I don't feel like I need two top five tight ends on my team. And I was trying to pick up future assets and, um, you know, that all went down the drain pretty quickly last night when he, uh, do you know what happened to his ankle? I know it was an ankle injury. I don't know what exactly happened. That he fractured his fibula or tip. Um, so yeah, he'll definitely, he's done for the year. Um, he's done for the year. He'll come back, but in terms of like me trading him, um, I mean, his value is down now. I'm not going to get the value that I want from him at this point, especially with that injury. So like it, it truly sounds like I'm going to be hanging on, um, to Mark Andrews for the foreseeable future. Um, unless someone wants to pay for his future, obviously my price now has to come down given that injury, but Mm -hmm. see, you know, um, but no, I was really counting on that trade deadline and I was really, I mean, I was going to, I, I had Mark Andrews over four and a half receptions. Like I thought he was going to have a big game last so I night. Had, I had it a parlay with Mark Andrews too. And, it, yeah, you know, I'll, like I'll cut this two balls right away for 30 something yards. And I'm like, all right, so here I'm, we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, let's go have a big game. And I put him again on the platter. Like, okay, yeah. here's another honey burger from Andrews. Like, let's, let's see who wants them for their playoff push. And that all went down the drain. So, and it's gone. <laughs> like I want to, it, it's that meme uh, where uh, he wants to bet on sports. Uh, the family guy, he's like, here's a hundred dollars. Nah, just keep it. It's yeah. done. I don't need it. <laughs> and he, he taps the, he taps the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how <laughs> I felt last night. Like, no, no, I'm good. Yeah. Just keep it. I, I don't even want to place a bet. So <laughs> uh, I mean, Mark Andrews still for sale. Just got to do a shameless plug there. Um, yeah. Add other pieces on my team, but I don't think I'll come to a, a deal with anybody on Mark Andrews until he yeah. plays. Well, I mean, I think this trade today, uh, you know, sends a message, Hey, you're willing to trade players. So, um, and, and I think you, you've realized, Hey, you're probably not going to make the playoffs this year. And I think mathematically, I think you're eliminated, but yeah, that's how I feel too. Um, but I mean, would it, you'd, you'd finish seven and seven if you won out. I just can't see that being good enough with, with, with teams, teams already at seven. And then four teams already at six. Somebody would have to lose out. Yep. Yeah. It would. It, it's a long shot. I don't think you're eliminated mathematically. I think you're like at the lower single digit percentage chance of making it. But also, you know, I was telling Corey, I was like, "Look, you're taking away the only quarterback on my roster if yeah. you do this tonight. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to play Herbert against you. Yeah. Do you and I have a chance to beat you. But I I, I don't think I anymore. Yeah, I wish I could take back my uh, my upset of the week now. (laughs) It's a it's a good thing I didn't get the bet this week. It's a good thing I didn't get the bet this week, or I'd be bitching for my money back. I got to redo it on the fly because I was going to say I'm upsetting Corey. Yeah, I was I had you there too, but now obviously I do not. So (laughs) I do not either. So so I have to change that for sure, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, did you, sir, let me see here, have a uh, favorite free agent ad? Yeah. Um, I like Kellen adding Ivan Pace. Um, I think he put three bucks on him. So I started looking into Ivan. I mean, with Jordan Hicks going on, are they needed uh, a running back or a yeah. uh, linebacker? Mm-hmm. Um, and as I started to look into Ivan Pace, he's actually been 
very effective, just not gotten a ton of playing time. He's actually got the highest pass rush rate among all rookie defenders today. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, you're getting a guy like that. And their linebacker just went on IR and Kellen's making a push. Yep. I make sense. And I think it was a savvy pickup for him. Yeah. I put a dollar on him, but cause it was day two of waivers and usually day two of waivers. You don't see right. high numbers out there, but I'm sure that's why Kellen put three on him in case someone did one or two. Yeah. Cause I mean, I went all tiebreakers if you tie me with, with a bid, but uh, no, I mean, he was on his team the first, uh, not uh, since week two to week nine. Um, and then he dropped him and then all of a sudden he picked him back up. I mean, you knew he was watching him. He was on his way. He was on his watch list and he knew he went out. So, you know, he jumped all over him. Um, for me, my favorite ad of the week, um, you know, I think with the, with Keenan Allen going out and, and, you know, getting $3 for Jalen Guyton, uh, for Corey was, it was a good pickup. I like Jalen Guyton. I think he's talented. He hasn't done anything this week or this year, I mean, at all. But uh, I do think that he he's a talented guy. I had him on my team for a while last year as well, expecting good things out of him and just couldn't get him. But um, I like the pickup. We don't know what's going on with Keenan Allen's future. We do know that Quentin Johnston has struggled um, yep. dropping balls and, and, and getting open. So maybe, you know, Guyton's able to, to carve a roll out here. So, uh, you know, was a good pick, not my favorite pick of the year, but you know, I thought it was, oh. a was a pretty good pick. It's almost like Corey knew he was trying to pick up a stack. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Early, early on. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I know that Burrow's going to get hurt. Oh, I'll probably just trade for Herbert and go. Yeah. Get- and then I'll be fine. No big deal. Be- <laughs> so, all right. So that is our, where the action is at and you're all about that action. So let's see, let's see what kind of takes you got right now. Let's go into hot take city. Uh, hit me with it. Yeah. So I think you'll like this one. Uh, college football related. Love it. Uh, so, yeah, I was extremely, um, uh, pissed off, you could say, when the Big Ten decided to announce a punishment on Harbaugh as the team uh, boarded a plane mm-hmm. uh, to go to their game last week. Um, and and my hot take is like, a, I hope Michigan wins out without Harbaugh and no shows the Big Ten championship and just says we're not playing. Screw you guys. Or they they make the Big Ten commissioner hand them the trophy and then they go <laughs> next year and they leave the Big Ten altogether. Because quite frankly, I think Mich- the Big Ten needs Michigan more than Michigan needs the Big Ten. Do you think Michigan would actually threaten to leave the Big Ten? There was actually already discussions about potentially doing that. Well, I've heard rumors, but I didn't think there was actual Michigan talks about leaving the Big Ten of directors at Michigan had the conversation on what it would look like to leave the Big Ten. Do you think other conferences would have done something different than the Big Ten did? I do. What do you you think, like, if this was the SEC, let's just say, what do you think would have happened in this situation? I mean, if it's Georgia, I think the SEC says we're going to wait to see what the NCAA comes down with before we rush to make a decision and let due process come out. But it really feels like there's an angry mob coming after Harbaugh and Michigan because they are like, okay, if Michigan's not undefeated and they're not blowing teams out, does 
Harbaugh still get the suspension from the it's Big not, It's not as big of a story, obviously, so maybe not. Yeah, I can see Correct. that. Correct. So I think it just it's a product of them being a very good football team this year and the rest of the Big Ten really not wanting to to play, especially like now when you think about it, I mean, if Michigan goes in and beats Ohio State without Harbaugh, what does Ryan Day have to say about that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it would not look good for him to lose two years in a row, uh, for sure. And yeah. Harbaugh's on the sidelines. You know? So it's yeah. like... Does he have any communication with them at all, do you think? Rushed judgment by the Big Ten commissioner. A knee-jerk reaction because he was getting a lot of pressure from other Big Ten schools instead of just letting letting it play out. Yeah. Now, today we saw that they just accepted it. Um, and, th- and moving forward, he's suspended for three games. Um, and that it is what it is. But I just feel like it was just a kind of a weak decision from the commissioner, especially after the NCAA came out and said, we're going to go through the process and uh, the due process. So what do you think happens? Well, what, what's like your take on this? Do you think that like, like Michigan does something about it? Like what if the NCAA comes down and says, you know, Harbaugh suspended for four games beginning of the season next year. And that's our ruling. Um, like, I think it, what do you think happens? I think all options are on the table right now. Mm-hmm. I I would love to see Michigan stick it to the Big Ten after the way I think it was handled because Michigan is part of the Big Ten. It is also the Big Ten commissioner's job to look out for the best interest of Michigan. And I don't mm-hmm. feel that that happened here. Yeah. I you, feel like he rushed to appease everybody else. If the If Michigan decided to leave the Big Ten, where do you think they go? You know, I've thought about this. I'd love to see him do the SEC. And I think it would be awesome. SEC. So uh, not ACC? No. I would love to go to the SEC. I would love to see those, like, I mean, I think they'd be awesome games. Michigan, Georgia, Michigan, Florida, Michigan, LSU. There's a ton of big names in the SEC. Mm. And if Michigan starts to go play them, we also only school in the North that can say, hey, you can come play for Michigan and still play in the SEC. And I think it's a recruiting tool too. Yeah, man. I, 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 I see what you're saying. I would just be careful what you wish for because the SEC ain't no, ain't no, ooh. no, especially with what's coming in next year. So, right. No, it's, it's not, it's not a, I think, you know, they've been historically in recent years, the best conference, but if Michigan starts to play in that conference, yeah, maybe we're not as good the first couple of years, but you start to use that as a recruiting tool. And then if mm-hmm. Michigan gets like top of the SEC with like the Bamas and the Georgias. Yeah. I mean, that's a great, it's a great <laughs> wish list. Like, yeah, man, if they could yeah. go to the SEC and, and be top four, like now you're competing every year for a national title. Right. So, yeah. Right. So I'm it. looking at it future and I'm looking at it optimistically, but mostly I think, I don't agree with how the Big Ten commissioner handled the entire situation. And I think he rushed. I think the last minute suspension while you're flying to a football game is is very unprofessional. I Correct. think that this should have been a closed door meeting with Harbaugh. You roll out exactly what you're going to do and mm-hmm. you prepare him for it. And you make sure he doesn't have to just go sit in a hotel room while his team plays because he's already in town. 
I completely agree with that. I think it was completely mismanaged and mishandled. Now, why they decided to suspend him, it's not like it's going to give him any credit once the NCAA comes down and and makes their ruling after these hearings that go through. And and also, I think Harbaugh had a a trial today or or a hearing today where he was trying to uh, uh, get the current suspension temporary lifted. I don't know what the result of that was. So they didn't have it. I'm sorry. They did not have the trial. They didn't have the the hearing. Arbaugh just said, I'm going to take the three game suspension. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I wonder why, wonder why you wouldn't just go through with the hearing just to, just to be heard. And if it gets lifted, great. If if it doesn't get lifted or or delayed, then what's the big deal? Why didn't it go through? I think they had like a meeting um, and this is speculation. This is me just thinking and reading but I was like, okay, what's the worst case scenario here? If we really play this out scenario wise, let's say Michigan wins out mm-hmm. without Harbaugh. And okay, he gets to come back and coach for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Great. That's a great scenario. Let's say Michigan loses to Ohio State without Harbaugh. Okay. Well, there's now there's an asterisk next to that. Does a Michigan team with one loss to the number two team in the nation without their head coach, get them into the playoffs. I could. don't know, man. There's there's. <clears throat> I was thinking about this the other day. You have Florida state, which I think they'll win out. They're going to be undefeated. They'll get in. Right. If Washington wins out, they're in, they're undefeated. Right. Then you have, yeah. then you have Michigan or Ohio state, right. Are going to be, so that's three. Right. Then you have a Texas team right? With one loss that could win the big 12. And then you have Georgia who's currently undefeated. Who's going to have to play Alabama in the sec championship. And if Alabama wins that game, now you have a one loss Alabama team, right? So I don't know if a one loss Ohio state or a one loss Michigan can get in. I don't, I don't see it. Right. And I think, I think they just played out every single scenario. Like, on what could possibly happen. And I think they thought it was most beneficial mm-hmm. for the team for Harbaugh just to take the suspension now. Yeah. Sit out the three games, play mm-hmm. it out, and have confidence in the guys to go get their job done. And yeah. then come back. Because otherwise, if they do this trial now and they're and then in three weeks, they say, Okay, great, you're in the playoffs. Harbaugh can't can't he's suspended for the whole playoffs. I think yeah, that would be but just because just because the Big Ten suspends him for three games doesn't mean that's where it ends. So he could be suspended for three games by the Big Ten, and but then the NCAA could rule he's suspended from now until the fifth game of next year. You're right. Right. So I mean, why not take the hearing and get try to see if you can coach these next few games and and get put your team in the best position to win. And then if you don't, if you get suspended for the playoff, at least your team's in the playoff now. Right. right, right. You, you, but if you're not there, then maybe you're not making your team the best it could be in the moment to get in. Right. So I don't know. I thought they were going to go through this hearing, but they didn't. So that's good information. Yeah, I mean, I don't it's know. I, I personally can't see Michigan leaving the Big Ten, um, especially not going to the SEC. Good yeah, listen, I can't either. That but would I be would crazy. Um, I mean, Michigan. I mean, let's just face it. There's a few teams that are the Big Ten, right? Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. You know, these teams like. I, I just can't see them leaving the Big Ten. I think there's even even Michigan State you could throw in there. Wisconsin you can throw in there. Yeah, Wisconsin's uh, another one. 
You know, like I think all those teams are. No, but here's the thing: I can see Wisconsin leaving the Big Ten. I could see Michigan State leaving the Big Ten to go to a different conference if if they so pleased, or if there was a demand for them to go to another conference. Yeah. Um, but Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, to me, those are like the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So, I hear you. I agree yeah. with you. All right. No, that's interesting. I mean, that's that's an interesting point. Um, I've heard a lot of talk about it on a, a few podcasts recently. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this as as more information comes out and as more people um, talk about yeah. it and study it and and ask the right questions and we get more information. It's going to be really interesting. Really interesting to see the way the NCAA handles that. All right. That being said, let's get into the Week Ten matchups. Um, we're going to start off you with you with you, Rico. Uh, Scott minus six and a half this week was was versus Ryan. Ryan gets the win. Uh, tell us about this matchup. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, it really. I think it came down to Ryan overproduced and Scott underproduced. I mean, I think he had two offensive players, Scott's team, that scored double digits, and only two defensive players. That scored mm-hmm. that so four players total on his team put up double digits. And when you do that, your chances to win just aren't aren't great. Yeah. You know, especially when the team you're playing overproduces. Yeah. <laughs> He's very inefficient with his roster this week. 70% efficiency for Scott. Yep. Yep. So yep. that was kind of my my overall view on that one. Yeah. You know, and then you know, Ryan. He got uh, Brian Robinson, I think, came out of his shell a little bit with 28 points. Nick yep. Bosa with 23. So that got it done. Ryan scored league average, 84-184. Uh, gets the win against Scott, who is the favorite uh, from Corey Vegas. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about my matchup now. Uh, I was playing Corey Hagerman this week. Uh, <laughs> I get absolutely smashed 255 to 135. Uh, you know, whenever I think I have a chance in a week, I just I just absolutely get bombed on. Um, Corey had a 92% roster efficiency. He gets huge days from Stroud, Singletary, Allen, Roquan Smith, Kyle Hamilton. And for me, it just continued disappointment from Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think from Trev the God can be demoted to Trev the Demi-God at this point, maybe even just Trev, Trev the Commoner. Um, that was but, a tough uh, Sam Fran. Yeah, I, I know, but I mean, he just – He's so Jordan Love. We all agree, but at this point, is very bad. He's not very good. He's thirty scored thirty more points than Trevor Lawrence this year in fantasy football. That's thirty more points, right? So that's how bad Trev's been this year. And I don't know. For me, (laughs) I get a bunch of single digits from my offense. I'm just ready for the draft to start tomorrow. If we could just like end the season right now and start the draft, that would be my, my you know, just wake me up. You ever seen that movie Click with Adam Sandler? Where he just oh, fast-forwards. Yeah. That's what I want to do right now. I just want to take the remote. I want to fast-forward myself to the to July, and let's just draft. Let's draft some no, players. I, I can't blame you. I, I, I feel similar, and mine is extremely frustrating. Extremely frustrating. Well, tell me how frustrated you are when you tell me about your matchup last week with uh, Dave yeah. when you lost 188 to 183. A nice little segue into that one. Yeah, absolutely. So really, I mean, a team put up another, you know, 182 points, which is good. Um, you know, there's a couple guys. I mean, Etienne had a tough matchup against Sam Fran, but he's been great. Jameer Gibbs also has starting to come out of his shell, which yeah, I am very good. Looking very good. You know, 
Um, Andrews and Laporta had a pretty average game. Didn't do a whole ton for me. But at the same time, I still put up numbers high enough to win the game, especially if Kayvon Thibodeau plays, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, and like, you know, it's 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 on me because the team didn't. I had a lot of single-digit producers last week, um, and I could have still won the game with that goose egg, in my opinion. A lot of guys on my team underperformed, so I don't want to make excuses and say it's all on Kayvon Thibodeau. But when you have a guy, when it's coming down to the wire and it's in within the sights and the guy goes out without making a tackle and yeah. puts it's into a, the – It's a guy it, who's averaging 10 points a week, puts you at 192, 193, and you win the game. Right. He's right. averaging 10 points. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like it was a tough blow to have that happen. And it was another single digit loss on the list of many single digit losses I've had this week. So, you know, props to dump truck, Dave. Um, I'm and Rob went off for him. Um, had, had a great week. His defense had a great week. Um, Safety's and- blew up. So props to him. Yeah. He had the team that week. Yeah, he was 93% efficient, scored 188. Uh, you had him in, in potential points this week, so maybe a couple additional moves you could have made to make a difference. But, yeah, you couldn't count on Thibodeau scoring scoring zero. So Thibodeau Bro, stays healthy, you win that. You win this, and you're still alive in the playoff hunt. Yeah. So that's it, a well, tough that, loss. Like, I, may, I, I, I win that game, and the trade that just happened might not happen. I don't think it does. I think you. I think you're at four and six. I think you, you're still alive, especially with your points four. I yeah. don't think that trade happens. I think you maybe take it to Corey this week with uh, with Herbert and uh, yeah, and, no, uh, make I, a run. You know, last week's loss really yeah. kind of changed a lot. So, and, and if you would have just started Addison that one week, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be sixty five dollars richer, and you'd be in the playoffs maybe. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Tell me about it. I know. Uh, all right. We got the next matchup is Walt versus Corey. Let me just find it here on the recap. Uh, so this is this is my pillow fight of the week. Uh, two top teams, you know, definitely making the playoffs, come out and throw up a turd. Uh, Corey wins 158 to 146. Both teams posting zeros. Uh, Jalen Petrie and Jawan Bentley both with zero points. Uh, we also had Gerald Everett with zero points. But uh, Burrow and CD were the difference makers here. CD's last three games, Orico, 12 receptions, 11 receptions, 11 receptions, 500 total yards and four touchdowns. I mean, absolutely crazy production. But did you know, and you might not know this, um, back in 2020 – CD was traded from Walt to Corey for Anthony Miller and two 2021 first round picks. One of them was traded to me and I drafted Trevor Lawrence. The other one was Devonte Smith, right? And the the third the third round pick I gave to Walt to trade up ended up being Amon Ross St. Brown. And None of those players are on Walt's team. <laughs> now, granted, he was able to flip Devontae Smith for CMC, which is which is nice, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's the little history there, a little trade history uh, of yeah. what went into this. And, honestly, that C.D. Lamb, you know, uh, won the week this week for Corey. He did. No, and, you know, I honestly – 
I'm I've been loving CD. I actually traded for him in another dynasty keeper league this year. Um, and I am gonna make a pretty strong run at the championship and probably play Kellen in that league. So sorry, Kellen. <laughs> Wait to drink the your whiskey a whole nother year. That's uh what league thirty two of a thousand that you're in? Yeah, you know, I, I lose <laughs> They all kind of blend together after yeah. a while. I, I I don't know how you guys do it. I've said it once, said it a thousand times. I don't know how in the hell you guys play all these. I all these players. Points, so I just cheer for the Lions to win. It's there beautiful. You go. Yeah, exactly. All right, we have um, the next matchup was Kellen. Kellen was actually minus 42 points. He ends up winning by 120, 130 <laughs> points against Jeff yeah. this week. Uh, Kellen, tell, tell me about what happened here. <laughs> There's really not much to talk about in this one. I mean, Kellen's team finally clicked. I think he's been like waiting for this. Uh, and it and it happened every I mean, I could it's like the opposite of some of these matchups. I can count how many single digit players he had on one hand. Um, so everyone on his team clicked. Najee clicked and got him 17 points. You know, Whoa. like he had a good, good week all around. I mean not much to say about that. And really, you know, Jeff's team, I mean, Eckler was good for him. Devontae Adams is just, I feel like had a tough year this year, um, mm-hmm. rotating quarterback carousel, trying to figure out who's going to actually throw him the ball and they need to get him the ball. He but needs like, someone who can throw the ball deep to him. That's the problem. Jimmy can't throw it deep and who knows if O'Connell can. Right. Right. And like, they, they haven't really, I felt like had too much practice to form that connection, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, you know, I think he's got, you know, Jeff has some good players on his team. I just, this was not a team that could compete with Kellen. Um, and I think we kind of all saw it coming, especially with the line being Kellis minus 42. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, I would have never have laid those points, but if anybody did out there, good for you. Uh, yeah, you ended up winning that bet. I mean, 42 is a huge spread like that. It's, it's like, you know, it's all it reminds me of Dallas last week being like 17 and a half points yeah. against um, Air, who'd they play Arizona? I think Giants, Giants, the Giants. Yeah. And you're like, I think they're going to win, but like 17 and a half in an NFL game. That's you absurd. Can't, you can't lay think, that wood. You can't lay that. That's that's too much. I just, I think, that's one of those games where it's like, stay away from it. Right. Just stay away and watch teaser. Yeah, or tease it. Yeah. Um, all right. Next game, we have Julian versus Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy was at minus 12, uh, one by nine, 198 to 189. Uh, Jimmy gets a W. This is a close one this week, but not having hurts hurt Julian this week. Uh, you pair that along with Henry just putting a, putting a turd on the board with two and a half points. Uh, the most interesting thing about this matchup is that Jimmy scored 198 points with a 99.4% roster efficiency. There was only one one change he could have made, and that was Aziz Al-Shair. Uh, you could have put in Devin White for an extra point and a half, point and a quarter. That was it. Other than that, Jimmy picked all of the right people to play this week. His bench was either all on by, all hurt, or whatever. I think I think probably all on by. But, yeah, his roster efficiency was almost perfect. All right, we will go to the last matchup. We have Brendan. Brendan was minus eight and a half versus Mike. Pulls this one out by three. 
another just dreadful game. If it wasn't for how bad these two teams are, it would be a pillow fight. But I think this is just normal mode of opera, uh, uh, operation. So uh, tell us what happened here. Yeah, you know what they say, you know, good teams win, but great teams cover. Um, <laughs> clearly, I don't know if this team, either of these teams were great. Um, but like you said, pillow fight of a game that actually I feel like could have gone either way, you know. Um, Quan Alexander didn't didn't play. Um, got got a zero for for uh, Dakta. Um, and I mean, Mike put up a decent fight against him. He had quite a few double digit players. Um, had he played Brandon Cooks, he would have won the game. Um, so yeah, could have gone either way. But either way, like you said at the beginning, we're kind of talking about two bottom half teams. Oh yeah. It out. I mean, they're, yeah, they're going to be top four picks. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And Josh Allen, I think a late touchdown run yep. won it for him. Uh, yep. So yeah. Uh, you know, you know, Brandon, Brandon wins 147, 144, but really no impact on any outcome of this league for that matchup. All right. That takes us to our next segment, three yards in a cloud where I'm going to ask Orico an NFL question, an HFFL question, or a fantasy football question, and a wild card. So first question for you, there's been a lot of talk with how bad the New England Patriots have been this year. Yeah. Uh, and and, the, and unfortunately, the chirping has been, do they move on from Bill Belichick? Is it time to fire him? What is your opinion about that? Do you think that that, one, is the right decision? And do you think that everything he's given to that team that they would actually do it. That's a tough one to be honest with you because I feel like he's earned the right to be the he- that head coach. Um having said that, they their draft strategy is so weird. I I mean, I used to love the Patriots motto where you kind of trade a guy a year or two early knowing he still has a little bit left in the tank, but you maximize the value. And I've tried to actually copy that, I feel like, in fantasy football, where you're like, I'm okay with giving a guy up who still can have an all-star year next year, because next year or the year after when I try to give him up and he's not worth anything, it's like, you know, you're hanging on trying to get two firsts for an all-star receiver that was two years past his prime. It's just not going to happen. So I really respect the way that Bill Belichick, and I I mean, they, they created a dynasty, right? Like, he had all the tools he needs. Now... You go, you kind of have to completely rebuild the offense. You have no offensive weapons whatsoever. You didn't make really moves to get any offensive weapons. The offensive weapons they've drafted haven't panned out. Um, Even, I don't even know if Mac Jones has been given a fair shake with the receivers and people that he's had. I mean, his most steady receiver he's been able to throw to has been Hunter Henry over, you know, like Kendrick Bourne, who's hurt now. uh, And that's it, really. They tried uh, was it Keneal Harry? They tried uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Devontae Parker here doesn't yeah. do much for him, you know. Like they they haven't really given Mac Jones his safety blanket because like we've seen Mac Jones be a great quarterback at Alabama, but he also had three NFL wide receivers on his team, you know. So he it's did. like four, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like surround him with talent. I'm not so convinced it's a quarterback. Like, yeah, he's made some bad plays. And it's like, it's there. You see, you can watch the tape, but 
moving back to Belichick, I mean, I kind of do think that they might move on. I think it's sad that this is how Belichick leaves um, after such a run there, but yeah. maybe it's best for everybody for a fresh start. If, if let's say, let's say he leaves every, like, like where would be the ideal landing place for a guy like Bill? I, so call me crazy, but going to Vegas with Tom Brady as part management. Yeah. You, you, you put Brady and Belichick back together and say, let's, let's build a dynasty different way this time. Yeah. It'd be funny to see now Tom Brady, Bill, Bill Belichick's boss. (laughs) But I mean, I think that fits really well. Yeah. (laughs) What was that? I'm sorry. I said, oh, how the turntables have turned. Exactly. Um, but no, that would be really interesting. I think Vegas would be a very interesting landing spot for him. Yes. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Especially just having fired their coach. Uh, yep. That'd be crazy. I wonder what his contract, uh, what it, Belichick's contract is right now. It was McDaniels. They fired too. So they like fire the the guy from the Patriots to bring in the ultimate Patriot and, and yeah. pair Brady that built. You know what? What does oh. Bill Belichick's contract look like? It's a good question. I don't know off the top of my head. Well, why would you? I mean, if you did, I'd say, "Holy crap, this guy is the ultimate football brain." <laughs> uh, oh, he's signed through twenty twenty four, so they have one year left. They'd have to buy him out of if they wanted to fire him. Um, yeah, that would be interesting. If they don't extend him next year, the writing's on the wall, right? Yep. Because you don't want that lame duck coach either. Right. So, no, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. All right. That is the NFL question. So, Rico, three seasons now in the HFFL for you. Um, first year, seven and seven. Last year, two and 12. Now you're three and seven. Um, tell me about what, what how, how things are at Camp Iser Plant. How's, uh, how, what, what are the boys feeling? Um, you know, are you, are you, you selling now? Are you sitting tight? Are you happy with what you got? Is there any, anything that maybe you're a little disappointed with, you know, just, just what's the temperature over there? Absolutely. And it's a great question. You know, I think as a group, we're pretty disappointed with the record. Um, didn't really expect to be three and seven this year, but it's kind of the hand that we're dealt. So we can only play the hand that we're dealt. Um, so I think that kind of, you know, Stevie didn't build the wings in two years. It takes a couple of years. Yeah. And I thought I, I had a good team this year. I don't know if I would say I had a team that could win it all, but absolutely I have the foundation and the pieces. Um, And I would say like, I'm always open to trade if it makes my team better and it makes sense for where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm never not open to making a trade, but I think also at the same time, we have a very positive outlook on the future. We're very young, Um, young wide receivers, young quarterback, young running back, young I mean, at every position, really, um, we've got young DNs, we've got young linebackers, we're gonna, we made a move to address a safety issue. Um, and we've got future picks, we've got a first and a, a second and a fourth this year, we got two first in 2025. Um, mm. So I think our future looks very bright. I think um, next year at this time, we're in a completely different position. Um making a run and making a push for the playoffs. So I think we still believe as a core group that we have the pieces we need to win. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had some tough breaks this year with single digit losses and it just, it didn't 
the bounces didn't go our way. That's not to say we have a bad team. I mean, when you look at the points for, we're top five points for. Yeah. Um, just been, you know, everyone has their best game against us. And that happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're also, you're also, you've been, you know, top four in efficiency, roster efficiency as well. So you pair that with top five and points four. You pair, you know, top five or top six and points four with top four in efficiency. And you should be winning more football games than you are. Uh, that's for sure. Um, just a real, just a real quick keep trade cut, keep trade cut. Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, Jordan, uh, Jordan Addison. That's a tough one. Wow. Keep trade cut. Waddle, Addison. Uh, Olave. I am. Uh, wow. Put me on the spot here. Hold on. I gotta look. No, you don't. You know it. You know exactly what the answer is. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna trade. I think I'm going to trade Addison. I'm going to cut Olave and I'm going to keep Waddle. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the answer. Cause I think I can maximize my value right now for Addison. Yeah. Well, I think considering what you want for Addison, I think, yes, if you could get that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Hey, you told me to. Yeah, I know. I know. I know what I said. And then I regretted it immediately. Okay. Let me see. <laughs> You're going to tell me I I'll take it. You know, and then you're like, okay, this he lives in another planet. Um, but <laughs> no, what it is, like, man. It, it, but the, but that's I, the that's the point, right? Is you know, you wanna you want him? Come get him. This is my price. All right, fine. Yeah. I have no problem keeping him. I really don't want to trade Addison. I like the exactly. guy. Yeah. You know, so I think Waddle is you know battling some injuries right now. I don't love Derek Carr throwing the ball to Olave, although I think Olave is extremely talented. Yeah world scenario i would absolutely never cut him um no, but, for sure for sure for sure but would you consider trading olave are you like at the point where you're like you know whatever or is waddle olave addison your like core group that you're like i'm not moving on from for the next four years it would take a lot we'll put it that way yeah. it would take a lot because so, i see gibbs olave waddle laporta addison etienne as all you know, yeah. A-Chain even or A-Chan. Yeah. All those guys I feel like are building blocks of my future. And it yeah. would take a lot for me to pass up. So uh, disappointed in Christian Watson then? It's been a disappointing year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still think he's a good player. I think Jordan Love, like we talked about earlier, is uh having a tough year, maybe adjusting, but Quite frankly, Christian Watson's been injured quite a bit this year. Hasn't even really developed that chemistry, I feel like, with, with Jordan Love. So I'm not going to rush to make judgment, or I'm also not going to trade him at his lowest value. Um, I, I'm a firm believer of just not doing that. I'd rather hold and see what I have versus trading at their ultimate all-time low. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so if you want to go ahead and give a plug, who who is available? I mean, your team is young, right? So you don't want to trade anybody. I feel I feel like I feel like you're like I like these young guys and see what they can become. And if you're you know down here at the bottom of the standings, I mean, wh what are some names of some guys that you're actually looking to trade? Like, just give me your top three kind of like um, guys trade trade. candidates. Yeah, I mean, Shaq Barrett I think is very useful. He's 30 years old though, but he's averaging double digits um, each game. 
So I think he could definitely help somebody if they need help on, on the D end. Um, I would, and I've actually gotten a lot of inquiries about Zaire Franklin. Um, he's, he's just been an absolute beast this year. He's, he just signed a new contract last year, he, you know, so. He's a stud. It's kind of back to that, hey, you know, you're if you're going to maximize your value, I have Quay Walker. You know, I've got a couple other guys sitting in the linebacker room. I mean, Levante David's another guy I would probably trade. He's had some great games, you know, 18, 19, 18, 21, 20, 12, you know, like. Yeah. He, he works, but like he's also a cheaper 33. option. 33 oh. years old, cheaper option. Yeah. Like guys who need cheap options that don't want to pay top dollar, but want maybe like an extra security blanket to go into the playoffs. Great. I'm happy to do business. Um, Zaire Franklin's going to cost you, you know, yeah. that's, it is what it is, but I would possibly consider. So yeah. a couple of those guys I'd still consider, you know, Mark Andrews, although I really don't see anybody coming to terms with where I want him, especially after this injury. So I'm really not planning on trading yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, yeah, I've got a couple of defensive guys that uh, are producing right now that might be able to help somebody. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take a pick and take a flyer on somebody in you know, third round or something like that in a, in a draft in a year or two. Um, yeah. it, have to be a pick next year so yeah that's kind of how i feel but if you want to come get him i'm open for anybody on my team just Mm -hmm. you you know that if you're asking one of my core guys it's going to cost fair 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 all right we'll go move on to the last question the wild card question um so i don't know how many people know you in this league uh you came in you're you're friends with Kellen, correct? Have you met anybody else in the league? I've met Jimmy. Um, that's about it. Oh, and Brendan. And Brendan. And Brendan. Yeah, yeah, and Brendan. Um, so I mean, I know you're in a thousand leagues. We talked about that. Um, uh, but other than fantasy football, tell me about like your main hobby. What's something that other than fantasy football you're passionate about? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um I love golfing. Mm-hmm. get out and play um that's one of my main hobbies um i like cooking quite a bit um okay. i've got different grills i've got a smoker i've got a blackstone um so i love cooking especially you know during the summer when the weather's nice outside mm-hmm. um i've got two rescue dogs i'm pretty passionate about that um just in general on rescuing animals um okay. um so yeah let's uh so golf let's talk golf um how often do you play when when the weather's nice weather's nice i'm in two different golf leagues um i probably play anywhere between four and five times a week give or take Uh, i play on tuesday nights and wednesday nights in league maybe on like my wife and i go out and play sometimes on like a friday night we'll go play nine holes and then go out to dinner i play saturday sunday mornings a lot and some money games i also like gambling yeah Uh, (laughs) same yeah no my my wife golfs too we do a couples league on friday nights um out here you're in michigan right yeah yeah Yeah. south line area 
Oh, it's South Lyon. Yeah. So I, I golf out there all the time too. I, I actually work out in Plymouth. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Not- so we're close. I live in Birmingham. So, but I drive out to Plymouth for work and I, we have a game every Sunday morning at Northville Hills. Yeah. And absolutely. Uh, we're there every, pretty much every Sunday morning. And then, uh, yeah, I play, I play a lot out in South Lyon actually. Nice. Well, maybe we'll do, uh, HFFL foursome. I'm a member at Walnut Creek Country Club right out here. So, uh, yeah. you know, if you and Kellen want to come out. Um, I don't know who else is in this area who likes golf. I'm sure we could set something like that up. I got a buddy of mine who has a friend who's a member at Walnut, and I play at Walnut probably four times a year. Awesome. I do the um, uh, Jeff Glover has an outing there every year. I do that outing every single year. Yep. So, and then I, I always win the auction, the silent auction where I buy a round. Uh, at walnut and then i get a free round at walnut every year too so but no it's nice it's really nice i like that course yeah it's a blast i'm excited we just redid the west we're redoing the uh the north course as we speak um so then all three courses the northwest and south will all have been redone in like the last 10 years which would be nice yeah actually when we were playing in the outing this year i looked over and i could see them regrading and doing the journey over there on the west so that was really cool to see bitch yeah. they're making holes longer and yeah it's gonna be tough it's gonna be the toughest nine yeah no i i can't wait to play it that'll be a lot of fun all right uh that would do it for three yards in a cloud uh so key league announcements uh no early morning games this week so we don't have to worry about Corey complaining about that uh so nothing happening in europe this week just a reminder We've been talking about a lot, a lot about trades. We've been talking a lot about the availability of people and these teams that are now selling out of the playoffs. Trade deadline is December 7th. So if you're going to start negotiating, if you're going to start looking to make a move, if you feel like maybe you, you need to need an extra piece, look for some trades. Trade deadline is quickly approaching in the next three weeks. This week's bye weeks. Atlanta is off this week. So, no Bijan Dijon for me. No Drake London. Uh, then we have Indy is off, so no Jonathan Taylor. We also have no Michael Pittman. Uh, a couple of key defensive guys there: Zaire Franklin, John, uh, was it Blackman, uh, the safety there uh, for you are out. We have New England is out. I don't know if anybody's starting anybody from New England, but they're out. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know anybody who who you'd start. Ramondre Stevenson, let's just say, okay, you're starting them. Uh, and then we have New Orleans is out, so no Olave, no Carr, uh, no Carl Granderson. Um, so some key players there that are also out for New Orleans, but relatively light bye week. I don't see too many teams that are going to be affected by that this week uh, from Atlanta, Indy, New England, and New Orleans. All teams kind of kind of in that middling to low range in the NFL. Um, so draft order right now, if we look at the potential points, uh, now 101 is me. Uh, I currently have a 40-point lead on number two, which I also own, or, well, it's 102 is currently Brendan. Uh, I own Brendan's pick. 103 is Mike. Mike is owned by Scott, and that pick is 55 points out of 102. And then four is Scott with, uh, with the four overall pick. He owns that. Number five is Jeff. Jeff is at the fifth pick. He owns his own pick. And then right now, number six is still Ryan. Um, It's very interesting, Ryan, here at seven and three with the sixth overall pick. 
Uh, he's probably going to be in the playoffs unless he loses out. So 106 and 107 will probably be one of these teams that are currently six and four. Um, but uh, Orico, I think with your potential points, I think you're going to be top five of potential points. Uh, unless Kellen or Julian missed the playoffs, you're going to be um, you're going to be that 108. But it looks like maybe Dave and and Hagerman uh, might end up being out of the playoffs because they they currently have low potential points and they're at six and four. They might end up being that six seven and you would kind of fall in there to eight if Ryan is able to at least win one of the next four games. That is. So that being said, that is the draft order. Any thoughts from you, Rico? No, I think it's going to be interesting with the draft order. Um, I don't know if I can lower my draft position at all, but I also. So to put it in perspective for you, you are, you have 2,279 points. Let's just call it 2280. Uh, the the guys who I said are might miss the playoffs, which are Hagerman and, and Dave, yep. you have about a 80 point lead on in potential points right now. Yeah. So this is going to be a controversial take okay. again. Um, I don't know how this is going to play out now that I'm thinking about it, but my only active, my only quarterback on my roster right now is Joe Burrow. And I've got like six guys on the IR. Yeah. So technically moving forward, I don't have to drop anybody to pick up a quarterback you because don't. my IR is filled. You have a you have a QB you have a QB on your roster, and that's Correct. all you, that's all you're asked to do. Correct. Is have a startable QB, which you do. But uh, he's, unfortunately, he's out for the season. He's out for the season. Um, all my IR slots are taken. Shameless plug to put more IR spots here. Maybe we vote that in next year. Um, but I don't know if I will be starting a quarterback moving forward. I don't think I will be starting a quarterback this week. Um, we will see unless I, my IR spots start to switch up and I can move Burrow onto the IR and pick up, um, somebody. But at this point, I think I have like four or five guys on IR. So you're I might... not required to drop anybody. As far as I understand from the rules, you're that not is... required to drop anybody to fill that Correct. position. If you have that position rostered. Correct. Which so we, how, how it all plays out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is at this point. I mean, I think you're selling, you have a quarterback on your roster. I don't think you're required to replace that quarterback because um, he's on your roster. He just happens to be hurt. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see how that works for you. It might get your pick down. Um, I don't know by how much, but we'll see. Maybe one or two spots, maybe you go from eight to seven or seven to six or eight to six, but uh, okay. yeah, we'll see how this works out for you. Right. I mean, also you do have a ton of other talent that you're starting every week. And as long as you're starting your best lineup, that's all that matters. All right. That was the league announcements. Let's get a little bit into the week 11 matchups. Uh, we'll start with the first matchup of the week. This is six and four Julian versus two and eight. Bijan, Dijon. Julian is a 50 point favorite. Orico, what's your take here? Yeah, Rich. I think Julian's going to win this game this week. Oh, no. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> for you to hear not not what you're expecting Ugh. but i just feel like julian's team has just too much firepower um and you're still in the building phase you know you got a lot you got good players like i i you know kincaid 
is really coming out of his shell. I really like Kincaid. You know, you got to wait on JSN. You got to wait on, you know, and even Bijan's on a buy. So like, yeah, my best players on a buy. Players on a buy. You know, so like, I think this one's pretty simple for me. Um, yep. Do you think just, he co- do you think he covers the fifty? We were just talking about how forty two last week was a ton of points. Do you think he covers fifty this week? I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. I yeah. think he- me too. I don't think there's much to cover here. I think this is an easy win for Julian. I think he wins two twenty to one fifty eight, and yeah. I'm I think I'd be lucky to get to one fifty this week. So, um, yeah, big win, big win for Julian. A much needed win for him at six and four, trying to compete with the with the seven win four seven win teams and Kellen who are also above him. So uh, this couldn't come for a better at a better time for Julian in my opinion. Uh, next matchup: Scott minus ten versus Brendan. Um, so a couple of four and six teams here, uh, Scott's favored by 10. Um, but I don't think they're ruled out of the playoffs. I think four and six, technically both teams need to win out to have a chance at an eight win season and sneak in. Um, so I think this is a big matchup. We have, you know, this is one of the key matchups this week. The loser of this basically ends their season. Unfortunately for Brendan, Josh Allen is struggling and has one of the best defenses in the league in the New York jets. Um, and they're out for blood. Pair that with bad matchups and inconsistency from uh, his wide receivers. Uh, Brendan will need a, a big week from his defense this week, which is good news for him because he has averaged 83.8 points per week yep. on defense this week versus Scott, who's 72.2. Um, what's funny, though, is Scott has the edge in offense, 80, 80 points to 76 points this year. Yep. Um, but uh, I think this matchup, I think Josh Allen just keeps keeps Brendan from breaking that 180 mark. I think Scott has slightly better matchups and will win this one in a very narrow margin. I got Scott winning 181 to 178. And I think this will come down to a stat correction on Thursday. I think we're not, I think that's going to be a theme this week. Yeah. You, I, this is, I think going to be a, a good game. Like I'm looking at both teams here. Like you got Amari Cooper with no Deshaun Watson. You got, Deontay Johnson against a good Cleveland defense. You got Christian Kirk, who I also don't have much faith in with Trevor Lawrence, Jacoby Myers, who I don't have much faith in with Aiden O'Connell mm-hmm. um, and Luke Musgrave, who I don't have much faith in, in Jordan Love. So, and that's, that's the offense that Scott's playing. You know, I like Brock Purdy. Saquon's been up and down. So I'm going to go out. I'm going to say, I think Brendan's going to have the upset of the week on this game. I needed to pick a new one. Cause I had myself prior to trading Herbert. <laughs> Um, I started looking and I thought maybe Dave could be the upset with Kellen because Kellen's had some down weeks before, but I do think Kellen's guys pull through in that one. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I think this is my upset of the week. Brendan keeps it rolling and Scott, I just don't have a lot of faith in, uh, the wide receivers you're starting here. And I think you're going to need, I think whatever team wins here is going to have to get like at least points from their guys. And I just, there's a world where all those guys have low single digit points. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. Um, All right. Let's move to the next matchup, uh, which is Walt versus Ryan. Uh, We have Walt at seven and three, Ryan at seven and three. This is my game of the week. Walt is minus 25. Rico, start us off here. I think Walt had a great start last night with Lamar. I know we had a little scare there of 
is Lamar coming back into the game? Right. Um, he did. And he ended up balling. Um, and there's definitely some question marks. I mean, Raheem Mostert is starting right now for Ryan. Um, is he or HN going to get the ball? Um, Deonta Foreman, we can't really, I feel like, rely on him to have a big game every week. You can't rely on Brian Robinson to have a big game every week. I think Jerry Judy has one red zone look. Yeah. This, um, Thielen struggled. You know, I, I, I know he's got Bosa and it's, it's, I think it's just going to take a lot for Ryan to win this game. So I'm going to go with, with Walt. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, this is an opportunity for Ryan to make a statement. I think all year we've been calling him a phony, a fake, a pretender. I think this is really an opportunity he has to show that he's more than that. He has fields back this week, which is the best news for him personally. I think he could have. Uh, but he has to go and play Detroit defense, which is really good at times and also really bad at times. So it's going to be interesting to see which Lions defense shows up this week. Uh, Mostert has a good opportunity to go off. They're playing a bad L, uh, Las Vegas Raiders team, which so I, I don't see why A-Chain and Mostert both can't eat this week against a bad sure. defense. And other than that, I don't really see much else coming out of uh, – much else positive coming out, as you mentioned – uh, and a lot of his offensive weapons are just kind of question marks. Um, so that being said, I think the only way Ryan keeps it close is if Fields and Mostert go for 30-plus. I can't see that happening, but I do think he keeps it close. I think he covers that number of 25. I think Walt wins 205 to 189. All right. Next up is you, Orico, versus Corey. Corey's initial line was minus 7.5. Um so this originally was my upset of the week. I am I am now uh unequivocally picking uh Corey with a with a goose egg from your from your quarterback now. Um but you know going into this week when I wrote my notes originally, Burrow had a tough matchup versus the Ravens. Even if he didn't get hurt, it would have been tough sledding for him this week. I think Tony Pollard is on a struggle bus. Coy's wide receivers have good matchups, but um I think they should blow up this week. I really have, I really pegged this game as going like big, big, big. Right. So, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't be, it would be crazy for you to win this week, even without a quarterback, but it's not out of the realm of possibility based on how good your matchups are this week. I think Corey's defense also has great matchups with Parsons and Jalen Phillips, both going against rookie QBs in uh, Carolina and in Las Vegas. Then on the flip side, um, you know, if you had kept Herbert, uh, he had uh, a poor Green Bay defense that he was going against. And they're not only bad against the pass, but they're bad against the run as well. I think A-Chain and, uh, is playing, and ETN has great matchups versus Tennessee. Then you have Gibbs, who's on fire. Addison and Waddle have great matchups versus Denver and Las Vegas, respectively. I can see this being a high-scoring game uh, still. I don't think it's going to be as high-scoring. Um, so yep. I'm going to go ahead and say that you still break 190, 195, even without a quarterback. But I think Corey gets to about 115 this week, or 215. I'm sorry, and uh, Corey gets to the win now. Yeah, I. Um, it, it'll be interesting. Um, and my entire goal for the rest of the season is to play the upset guy who knocks somebody out of playoffs. I'm still actively trying to do that, and I feel like I have a great team uh, that can do that without a quarterback. But it'll be interesting um, this week. I don't think without a huge, you know, number from Herbert, 
it's really going to be tough. I'm in a hole already. I had Mark Andrews who, you know, yeah. got in. Unfortunately, first... I mean, just absolutely started on a fire and then got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. He was going to have a great game. And yeah, here we are. It, it basically sums up my season. What happened right there. So, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibilities for my guys to explode this week, but I, you know, it's going to be tough to win without a quarterback. So I'm going to go with Corey. Yep. Yep. Good pick. Uh, next matchup is Kellen six and four versus Dave. Who's also six and four, both teams fighting for a playoff position. Kellen is minus 22 from Corey Vegas. Orico, what do you see on this matchup? I don't think Kellen covers 22. Um, I, I mean, tough game with chase. You got Cooper cup. Who's, you know, been pretty wishy-washy James cook going up against the, the jets D I think Jared Goff eats this week. Um, I think TJ Hawkinson eats this week. Um, Cortland Sutton, you're starting rushy rice. Those aren't strong starts. They can score, but like you're yeah. really hoping for a lot of things well, to go right. And Rasheed rice has Philly, right. Yep. Who has slay. And, and I think he's other than, Kelsey, he's their top receiving target. So, right, see him right. Helen does have a great defense, um, but I, th- I mean, Dave also has Antonio St. Brown. He's got Garrett Wilson. You know, he's got Ken Walker. He's got Tua. Like, I think he's got a lot of guys that can go off. So, like, yeah. I, I, I thought about picking Dave as my upset of the week here. Um, I think it. I think Dave covers. 22 and a half points. And I thought it even potential. I mean, Kellen team has to show up if, yeah. if he's game. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you're right. Dave has Tua Walker, St. Brown, but he also has some duds too. He has Aaron Jones, who's been bad recently. Yeah. Puka is nursing a swollen knee and battling Cooper cup for targets. Kellen does have a great matchup. As you said, with golf, other than that, um, chase, other than Chase, the rest of his wide receiver crew is is hit or miss. I think Cup Cup's been hit or miss, or she rice been hit or miss, Sutton's been hit or miss, as you mentioned. Um, so I think I think the Tigers should be worried a little bit. The good news is he's averaging 96 points a week on defense, which is third in the league. Dave, who is near the bottom, averaging 73 points per week. I think that's enough to get him over the hump. I don't I also don't think he covers the 22 and a half spread, but I think he wins this week 198 to 188. Next up, we have another good matchup, right? We have a four and six Jeff Trash Trunk team trying to make the playoffs. Six and four Corey team who doesn't quite average a lot of points. Also trying to somehow win out and make the playoffs. He wins out. I mean, you know, we play 14 games. If you can win out, that's 10 wins. You're in. You know what I mean? So um, six wins puts him in a really good spot, even though his, his points four are low. Um, CJ Stroud's a stud. Swift ha- uh, for, Corey, or for Corey here. Swift should have a good day. White pulls a very, very tough matchup with San Francisco. I think Keenan Allen is questionable. I'm guessing with an AC joint sprain or AC joint injury, probably doesn't play. And really, he doesn't have anyone else on his bench I'm looking at right now other than Kadarius Tony, maybe Dallas Goddard, Devin Singletary, maybe. I don't know. But there's, you know, not a whole lot that he can he can throw in there. And then, uh, you know, if Dallas Goddard isn't good enough to start over Noah Gray, I don't know. What's going on? Well, I think um, not going to play. He had a. I I would be shocked if Goddard plays. Okay, uh, so Goddard, there's like yeah. almost if Allen doesn't play, there's almost nobody that Corey has to replace yeah. him. 
he might have to make an emergency pickup. Um, yeah, but there's nobody on offense, running right. back or a wide receiver, that can even right make a difference on any of these teams lately because at of the removal of the taxi squad. At the same time, Jeff, I mean, Keaton Mitchell got him 4.6. Tyler Boyd got him 3.7. I feel like Jeff's already in a hole here. Um, yeah, 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 but but get, but Stafford is back, right? So he's going to have a competent quarterback finally back. I think Eckler pulls a good matchup with Green Bay. Um, his other offensive pieces have been so hit or miss. However, Noah Brown has been absolutely on fire the last two weeks. I don't know if Nico Collins comes back and how that impacts the yep. the Noah Brown play, but I think he he's shown he has a high ceiling there with CJ Stroud, and that should, that could cut a little bit of the stats from CJ. Um, so I think. I think, yeah, Jeff has had a, a slow start with with Boyd and with, yep. with Keaton Mitchell, but with the inconsistency, I mean, Corey also had three guys play and and combined for right around 20-something points. So if, in my opinion, I'm I'm changing my, my upset of the week, and it's going to be Jeff this week, an upset of the week, because uh, Corey was a two-and-a-half-point point favorite. I would say – I think this all rides on if Keenan Allen plays or not. Um, if Keenan Allen plays, I think Corey wins and covers. If Keenan Allen does not play, I think Jeff has Jeff can win this game. Yeah, I'm banking on Keenan play, not playing, and even if he does, I can't see him getting a ton of snaps. I mean, shoulder injury is really really tough on a wide receiver. Um, you know, making contact, you know, contact off the line. So we'll see how that works out. Um, so you got Corey. I got Jeff this week. Last matchup of the week. It is a big old turd. It is Jeff, uh, Jimmy at seven and three versus Mike at one and nine. Uh, Jimmy is a minus 48 favorite. You got any insights on this matchup? I mean, Gus Edwards did come out swinging for Mike. He did. But I have Jimmy winning. And winning big, and I think he covers the forty-eight. And this yeah. is my, yeah, this is my lock of the week too. I got Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy wins going away two twenty to one forty-six. I don't think there's much to see here. I think nope. uh, I think Jimmy Jimmy just absolutely dominates Mike this week. But I've seen stranger things happen in the HFFL. But uh, if Mike's able to snipe one here from Jimmy, that could uh, that could send Jimmy into some panic mode. We'll see what happens. All right, so just to summarize our picks this week, I'm going Julian, you're going Julian. That's what, what smart people do. I'm taking Scott. You're going with Brendan for your upset of the week. I'm going with Walt uh, in my game of the week, and you're also taking Walt over Ryan. Um, we're both taking Corey now that you've you've swapped quarterbacks. Um, and then I'm going Kellen. You're also going Kellen, but we don't think Kellen covers. You're going to go Corey Hagerman. I'm going Jeff as my upset of the week. And then we both uh, have Jimmy with a bullet uh, beating Mike and covering that big old 48 point spread. Correct. So let's end with a final thought. And I want to get your thoughts now, you know, as a newcomer uh, to the league three years in now, um, what do you think your favorite part or the best part of being in the HFFL is? And it could be anything from just general format points, players, et cetera. I I really really enjoy the IDP. This is the only league I do IDP, and it it was interesting. It it was truly a learning curve to you know understand that like even just like 
safeties and how integral safeties can be towards scoring versus quarterbacks. Like learning those intri- like those, those details on IDP has yeah. been a lot of fun. It brings a whole new, uh, you know, thought process when you're watching football even. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've really enjoyed that. Um, love the banter. We we have a great group of guys here. Everyone likes to give each other shit, but at the end of the day, I think we we can all be friends except for Kobe. Um, I still, <laughs> and I think I always will. Um, yeah. I know he's not here anymore, but if he was, he'd still be my arch enemy. Yeah. Um, but you know, I wish him the best and his and the honey. Um, but yeah, no, I think overall, I, it's a really great group. Love the IDP aspect to it. Um, and it's a fun league. There's, there's action. It's not one of those leagues. That's just kind of quiet. Not many trades, not much movement. You know, when you're part of those leagues, you're kind of like, yeah, this is, you know, we're gambling. This is fun, but like, it could be more fun. Yeah. The set it and forget it leagues where you just set your lineup, you send a couple messages, nobody answers, and then you play your team every week and you're like, okay, cool. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for me, I, I think I have the same thing. You know, I, I love I, the easy thing to say is how active everybody is in the league and the group chat and trading and responsiveness to trades. And like you said, the banter we all give each other. I think it 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 makes this group pretty, pretty tight, pretty close. Um, I also love the full IDP. I love that we get to start um seven defensive players a week. Uh, I think it really helps me stay interested in the game as a whole. So uh, it helps me with my betting, uh, you know, betting my tackles every week. Um, yep. But uh, I, I really enjoy having defense be as valuable or possibly as valuable uh, and can cover up some holes. Let's say, you know, if you focus on defense, you invest on defense and you're maybe lacking at a tight end position or you're lacking at wide receiver a little bit, good defensive line might, pull you out of a couple wins uh, yeah. and make up for some holes until you're able to fill, fill your roster with the, with the right guys. So um, I really like it. I really like the defensive part of it. So I think that's probably been my favorite thing of being in the HFFL so far. So, I'd agree with you. All right. Well, Hey, I appreciate you being flexible and moving it to Friday. Uh, I definitely needed the time. Uh, I appreciate you uh, being flexible with time on Friday as well. And uh, thank you for making the time to do the pod. And I appreciate your insights and, and your openness on the answers. And it was great to officially meet you. Uh, yeah. You know, absolutely. and. Uh, you know, I'm glad we were able to get a trade through too here to give it, give it a little bit of good content. Yeah. Put a little zhuzh on it. Right. So. Exactly. All right. <laughs> well, let's, let's definitely get out and golf when the weather gets nice. Uh, but uh, man, you take it easy. Hit a simulator. What's that? Even if you want to hit a simulator in the winter. Oh, I'm there every Saturday morning, probably at the sim at X golf. I like it. So, all right, bud, you take it easy. You have a good week. I hope you stay healthy. Uh, your team stays healthy and you're able to make some trades going forward and, uh, everyone else, uh, have a good week. Right back at you. Yeah. Appreciate you having me on. All right. We'll see you, bud. Take care. Bye.